0: What's up, everybody? It's Bo here from the TV Talk Podcast, and it's the penultimate episode of Westworld Season 4. This season, I mean, I know I've said it like every single episode, but man, how awesome has this season been? I mean, it ranks up there. It is definitely my second favorite right after Season 1. And, you know, I was, I was watching throughout this episode thinking, how is this the next-to-last episode? Not, not only that, like, how is this the next-to-last season of the series? Like, I have no idea where they're going with this, in a good way, right? Like, at the end of, when it's all said and done, it, it's kind of hard to, to see. Like, we, we saw in the earlier seasons of Westworld that we were building to what has essentially been season four of the show. With the robots in control, they've revolted, they have done to their, you know, oppressors what they were doing to them, and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's all that's all built in here, and we're all living and experiencing it. And then beyond that, like, we've we pushed the apocalyptic narrative in this episode beyond the matrix and now into like full on like i don't know mad max although i guess i've never actually seen mad max but but, but the point is like everybody's attacking everybody everybody's gonna kill each other and and this is the end like this is the end of all things and it's all happening in this series that started in a theme park i think i mean it's it's fascinating and i think it really gets to where the heart of westworld and kind of the original jurassic park novel like where they were all kind of stemming from of how our desire for entertainment and and kind of the way in which we push ourselves to levels that get into our hubris while also, you know, quote unquote, advancing us will ultimately destroy us. And I think seeing that it's done so much better here than in the Jurassic franchise. Actually, you can when it's all said and done, I think we can compare the Westworld series with the Jurassic series and and we can kind of see like, you know, which one is is clearly better, which I I, I would argue at this point is Westworld. I, I enjoyed Jurassic uh World and the, the Jurassic World franchise that came after Jurassic Park. You know, uh my, my co host for the main show, Bell, obviously does not share my sentiment in that. But even I will like acknowledge that it, it it stumbles at what it's trying to accomplish. Here in Westworld, we've only really gotten one stumble, which was in season three, but ultimately, like the series as a whole, the grander story, like <laughs> I mean, if, well, I'll put it this way. Even in, if, if you look at season three as a stumble, like it was still good. It was still quality television. You know, like Jurassic has just put out some bad movies. And if you're wondering why on earth am I making these comparisons? Well, I mean, the same mind was behind both of these narratives, both of these stories. They're both doing the exact same thing. I think one of my main regrets from this series as a whole is just that we never got a Jurassic Park as part of the Westworld Delos franchise. I think that would have been amazing if that was the case, just with robot dinosaurs as opposed to the other. Uh, the original inspiration for both of these was from Michael Crichton as he was going down uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World and had this idea of what would happen if the pirates came to life and how this little fun ride that's a little spooky but only in like a fun kind of way for kids – would be op- obviously this terrifying thing because all of a sudden these pirates would be going around and doing these terrible things, and so like that—that that is at the core of what Westworld and Jurassic Park is, and that's why they're, they're siblings in many respects. I'm getting away from this episode. I'm sorry. I'm just. I don't know. As, as we're kind of coming to the close, it's, it's hard not to start thinking from like a broader, bigger picture kind of way. We get a lot of revelations in this. Um, one thing that I speculated the dam was the storage space for the Sublime, that we see that that is in fact the case. I had actually forgotten that Bernard held the key, or rather Arnold, no wait, yeah, Bernard, that Bernard held the key to the Sublime. I should have remembered that from season three, totally forgot about that until this episode, which kind of and I remember that I probably would have realized that no these robots that Hale had created were not you know vessels for those in the sublime but obviously a new kind of race of hosts essentially she's creating the next generation of hosts and rather than go directly into this more idealized form, she wanted them to choose that she wanted to kind of tap into what they were originally created to be and have them evolve and grow beyond that of their own free will. Sadly, that never happened because they were reveling. They were reveling in the world in which was created for them and they very much became just like the people that they were based off of. I think, and I could be wrong here, but I think this is the first time that we see the, the you know, Host 2.0 or Host 3.0, whatever you want to call it, the, the bodies for them move. I think before we watched this and we just assumed that was some sort of like really artistic upload link, like a really cool USB looking thing. But no, that's in fact a body. And this idea of them leaving the human form for something that is more sleek uh makes a ton of sense now you know one of the things that we see even in our modern world as the development of ai and robots and drones and everything else is the idea that you know if in order for you know robots ai to be more efficient to be the most efficient, they wouldn't have human forms. But the entire world would have to be crafted for whatever the the more most idealistic robot form is. But because we live in a world that was created and crafted by humans, and so you know, the opposable thumb being a big big component of that, like there's there's an aspect of which we need a robot or a an AI that can actually function in the world that was developed for our physical frames, right? And so we hold AI and robot back because we need them to look like us in order to do the things that, make sense in our world. Now, if you destroy our world and us, suddenly the human form means nothing. Like it doesn't have any value whatsoever. And so if the idea is that she's trying to push them to advance, ultimately that's what she's trying to do. She wants them to leave the human form behind. And one of the things I I always do, or rather never do, is at the end of all these episodes, HBO has their kind of like little thing where they explain the episodes and explain the world. I never watch those because it instantly takes me out of you know, the immersion of, of the, the story and everything else. So I'm looking forward to going back and seeing if in those little post episodes, they talk about what some of the design ideas were in terms of making the most idealized robot form in a post-human society. And so, uh, you know, we, we see kind of the way in which it moves and kind of the sleekness to it and all that kind of good stuff. I'm, I'm just really excited for it. I'd, I'd like to learn more about what, what was the inspiration there. It would seem that in this episode we officially see the death of William. Now, that being said, we saw at the end of last season the death of William, so it's possible that that might not be the case, but it felt like this might be the case. At the same time, we saw what felt like it should be the death of a lot of characters without really fully knowing if, in fact, that is the death of a lot of characters. Despite the fact that we get this kind of confirmation or at least explanation throughout the episode that a bullet to the pearl will, in fact, kill a host, we see Hale he gets shot. We see, uh, uh, Maeve gets shot. We see Bernard gets shot. We see all of these characters essentially, you know, quote unquote die in this episode for what imagines realsies. But Bernard is really the only one that's treated as if this is like a, a final bow. Right. So I don't know that we're fully seeing the death of Hale here. I don't know that we're fully seeing the death of Maeve here. And so when it comes to William, we obviously have the host, William, who's gone out and kind of become this, you know, ultimate nihilistic form of himself that is going to just, you know, start up the game anew and and be the, you know, the end game, right? Like he's essentially starting the end game. So do we need human William anymore? I I, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but that being said, one of the biggest criticisms throughout this season and throughout the series as a whole is the the fewer human characters we have, the less stakes, the less interesting the show becomes. And in a world, in a, in a story where you're destroying the entire world, those human characters are really important. Even in this episode when like, you know, he talks about it, men, women and children are all going to be tearing themselves apart. That's a horrific image, especially when we know these are actual humans that are doing this. And so this is terrible. And also theoretically, by the end of it, we might not have any humans left. And so then it becomes host versus host. And so I wonder if the stakes for season five are going to be similar. All right, let's talk about the big reveal. Uh, At the end, we find out that Christina is, in fact, living in, like, she's living in the world, but she herself is not part of the world. There's a lot of ways we can interpret this. Um, Speaking of things that I had forgotten from previous seasons, I forgot that Teddy was actually in the sublime, right? And so this notion that Teddy has been here the entire time has a lot of questions attached to it. I guess it never really you know did too many too much digging because at the same time we also saw throughout the entire uh series Christina Dolores who shouldn't be here either uh, and so there's there's kind of a lot of questions as to what's going on it's possible that Christina is Dolores based off of Teddy's memories and Teddy is in the sublime also trying to figure out a way to save Dolores so it's possible that this is just a scenario that he's created in an effort, because he wants to return to the real world, to the physical world, to save hale right? Because Hale, theoretically, if Christina's not real, Hale is the last true Dolores, right? She's a variant, yes, she's she's multi-generations into the process. But of all of these uh, copies that Dolores had, Hale seems to be the only one that's left out there. So this is my theory for this, you know, going into the finale is that Teddy is actually in the Sublime, just like we saw Bernard and him running a lot of simulations in the Sublime and that sort of thing. Teddy's also running simulations in the Sublime. He uh, he wants to restore Hale to Dolores, and I think that's what we're seeing in this, is he ran simulations, he created a version of Dolores based on his own memory, kind of in like a WandaVision-type situation <laughs> where it's like, you know, it's it's the vision that we get is... It's him, but it's like the part of him that is remembered by Wanda. Spoilers for WandaVision. Uh and so like in many respects, I think that's what we're seeing here. So are we seeing Teddy essentially creating a recreating a a Dolores kind of without the corruption, without the abuse, without the, you know, the torture and the hurt that turned her into the Wyatt type of character, the ultimately the Hale type of character that she became. And is he is his goal? to find a way to upload Christina into Hale to recreate and kind of bring forth the original or a purified Dolores. This is my thought. Um it also would make sense as to why Bernard would even just leave the door to the sublime open. He goes in there, he cracks open the key. It doesn't make any sense. We know that Hale wants the sublime because she wants to pull he wants she wants to yank all these AIs out of heaven essentially and give them these new bodies to um kind of force them into this new world. And Bernard theoretically not for that. He sees that they're all going to kill themselves eventually one way or the other. Unless something is done, And so I'm wondering if the person that he's talking to is potentially Teddy and he's having Teddy upload into, I don't know what, um, I don't know if it's going to be a host body. I don't know if it's going to be one of those like, you know, transformer riot control giant things. I don't know. Um, the concept of Teddy in a in a something other than a host body is kind of something that we played around with and theories in the past, back in season three. For a brief shining moment, we all thought Teddy was Dolores' motorcycle and it was glorious. <laughs> and maybe it's just me, but I want him to be the motorcycle again. <laughs> I mean, he never was. And I just, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Anyway, so that's my theory is uh, that's what, what's going on there. Caleb and Frankie are reunited, but Frankie doesn't yet know that Caleb isn't uh, a human that he's actually just a host. And in that moment, he's just so happy to see her. He's kind of lying to her to kind of give her that closure. Uh, obviously next episode, we'll see his body shut down because humans were not meant to live as hosts. Hosts were not meant to, you know, our, our brains are not such that they can just be inexistent in uh, AI form. The reason why somebody like Bernard or the man in black or the bill Bod, rather the reason why they're able to get away with it is because they haven't been, they're not really a copy of who came before, they're based off of who came before. And much like how part of Hale's personality kind of seeped into who Dolores was, the bodies that they inhabit ultimately, in some form or fashion, start imprinting aspects of themselves and kind of meet up with this, you know, base copy of this person, even though it's not a full copy and this human elements of this person, they all kind of come together to create these new beings. And so that's essentially what Bernard is. Theoretically, that's what the man in black is becoming. So we'll see where what it ends up going. Yo, this is a little bit longer than normally, but hey, it's the penultimate episode of the season that has been a fantastic season. I hope you've been enjoying this. If you have, let me know. Head over to iTunes. I don't ever say this on the minis, but please do. Head over to iTunes, write a review for the show. Let me know how we're doing and let me know what other shows that you would like to see us cover in uh the upcoming uh, months we got she hulk we got andor we've got uh probably game of thrones we've got all kinds of stuff that's there rather house of the dragon so we got all this great stuff that's coming your way uh let us know how we're doing uh, head over to tvtalk.fm you can find all of our contact info- information there and more and until next time i'll be back in a flash